All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. How are you? What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday, June 16th. Ladies and gentlemen, we are T-minus three days and counting from arguably one of the greatest days in the history of the world. That is right. June 19th, ladies and gentlemen, and what does that mean? Oh, it means it's the anniversary of the Lakers winning the championship back in the year 2000. And if that's not it, well, maybe the anniversary of the Lakers winning the title back in 1988. If that doesn't do it for you, that's right. Three days away from yours truly's birthday. Oh, how I'm not excited for it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's birthday week, birthday week, big, big, big week. Started the week off with a, with a birthday yesterday, um, of someone near and dear had a birthday. Well, as much as a birthday as you can, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, have. So yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's the birthday week. It's uh, I'm not one of these selfish people. It's my birthday month. I'm taking gifts all birthday month, and you know, you know, fuck it. It's my birthday year. No, fuck that. I don't do that. Just um, you know, if you remember to wish me my birthday or a happy birthday on the actual day, you are appreciated and everything. Um. How do you guys feel about it when someone reaches out like three days after your birthday and is like, oh, bro, sorry, man, I forgot. Uh, Hey, happy birthday, man. I hope you had a good one. It's like, do you guys get offended by that or do you, you know, do you like, hey, you know, as long as they remembered. I was once hit up almost a week after my birthday and was like, oh, my God, dude, I forgot. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. You just should have, uh, you know, by this rate, you're closer to my next birthday than you were my uh, past birthday. So, um I don't know how, uh, how I feel about people hitting me up, you know, like days, you know, if it's like the day after and whatever, you know, it's like maybe hasn't hit the Facebook feed yet or anything like that, which I don't know how, cause Facebook reminds you first thing in the morning, but you know, maybe you come across an Instagram post and you're like, Oh my God, it was their birthday. Um, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I haven't made a ruling yet on how I feel about people hitting me up days after my birthday to wish me a happy birthday. Um, now, if they're bringing gifts, then yes, I will. I will gladly, gladly be like, oh, hey, you know what? Hey, dude, don't worry about it. Oh, hey, th- thanks for the bottle, man. Thanks for the bottle, dude. I love it. I love it. Hey, thank you. Um, yeah. So what's new? What's going on out there? Coronavirus part two coming down the pipe. Uh, that's right. Uh, cases are skyrocketing everywhere, man. Arizona, let's give a shout out to the sandbox. That's right. Making headline news everywhere. They got the, you know, the, you know, that fucking, you know, that Wonder Woman. My God, whatever her name is. I think her name is Karina. I think is her name is what I saw on TMZ. Her name is Karina Rodriguez. Oh my God, did she move mountains when she slapped that white racist lady across the face? And then her fucking husband's, oh, she's mentally ill. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up, dude. 
fucking, she's got you by the balls, bro. If you're going to go out there and be like, oh, you know, don't hate her, please. She's going to make me sleep in the doghouse again. And that's not a figure of speech. I literally have to share a bed with Spot. Shut up, dude. Shut up. I'm tired of these people coming out, man, and be like, oh, well, you know, I do apologize for my significant other. You know, they are fighting the war that no one knows about right now. Shut the hell up. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you. Just come out and be like, look, dude, I married a racist, all right? But she can suck a golf ball through a garden hose, okay? We got to make sacrifices. I wasn't the most popular guy in school, and now she lets me do whatever I want to her, okay? You come out and say those things, I'm going to respect you a lot more than making up bullshit excuses, okay? Simple as that. Like gold diggers. I run into them literally. It's like I throw a rock and I hit 14 of them, you know, out here. And they're open about it. They're like, look at the guy. He's 75 years old. I'm 29. But guess what? He's got keys to almost the latest and the greatest when it comes to European sports cars, along with 18 and a half properties in the Beverly Hills area. And I'm like, well, all right. Well, you know, I wish you the best of luck with that. And um, when you get to the heavens, tell Anna Nicole that I said hi. So why do people have to make excuses for who they really are? You know what I mean? It's like, dude, just, you know. It's like women. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, easy, easy. All right. When women give me their excuses as to why they don't want to date me, it's ridiculous. I once had a girl tell me, I asked her, I didn't even ask her out. I just said, hey, you know, maybe sometime, you know, we can hang out. And um, I was really interested on like collaborating with her on like a business thing. And she tells me she automatically thought I wanted to go to bed with her. I mean, the level of arrogance in that one, let me tell you. She tells me straight up, she goes, Oh, you know, I'm recovering from past relationships, so I'm going to have to say no. (laughs) I'm recovering from past relationships. Lady, don't get into one if you're not done recovering from the other one. Good God. You know, women live longer than men, not because, you know... They're, you know, like destined to live longer. No, it's because you drive us crazy and we just figure, fuck it. We're going to check out earlier than we intended to be. All right. Like stupid, stupid. That is one of the dumbest answers. And and I've been given a lot of dumb reasons to not to date me. I'll tell you that it's the God on his truth. I've been given a billion reasons why not to date me. One of them is because I'm a Gemini. Oh, no. Whatever. But when people make up bullshit excuses, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. There's a There was a big time controversy back in Arizona. Uh, there was an AZ Foothills uh, magazine that, uh, that the, the owner's wife, who apparently the wife had nothing to do with the magazine, but the owner's wife when when the protests first went down and when all that stuff s- started happening uh she came out and she was like shoot the animals and you know like she wasn't talking about literal animals she was calling protesters animals um you know she started off with that stupid bullshit of all lives matter and you know you know she started insulting George Floyd and all this and that blah blah really offensive shit 
And the husband comes out. This magazine posted five different posts on its Instagram and removed each one after each one was full of shit. The first one was like, uh, uh, people that may be related to us, we do not condone their actions or whatever. Some stupid shit like that, that it was like, wow, that was some apology. They deleted it. Then another one was posted with a picture of the, like the back of her head. Cause I guess that she had had brain surgery. And so they were like, oh, she, she has mental disabilities. So we, we, um, so we don't, uh, we aren't held responsible for what she says or some bullshit like that. That was that. Then afterward, like after nobody bought that one, they deleted that one. Then they came out with another excuse that, oh, well, you know, you know, she hadn't taken her medication and blah, blah, blah. And dude, just come out and say it. Come out and say it, man. God. just pisses me off when people do that man when they when they make up excuses for who they really are dude anyone that questions me about anything they know who i am okay i'm a sarcastic fun loving tell it the way it is but respectfully i'm going to tell it the way it is respectfully you know fun loving SOB, man. That's what I do. I love to love. And even though I don't like to be hated, but hey, I'm not for everybody. I'm not everybody's brand. I get it. I get it. I wouldn't be the main hit at a KKK party. Prime example right there. I'm not for everyone. So, you know, people just need to quit with the stupid excuses and everything like that. And and let's just continue this, uh, this, this incredible wave of positivity, man, that, you know, that we're writing, you know, things are getting changed, laws are being created and everything, which Louisville, I have a question for you. How do you pass a law named after a woman that was murdered by three cops who have yet to be arrested? Riddle me that. So, um, we need to bring Brianna's killers to justice. George Floyd, we got his guys in jail. Their time will come. Although one of them is out on bail. I don't know how the hell he managed to to, to get out on bail, but he's out on bail. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, um, speaking of great love and great all this and that, I went to, uh, took a drive the other day to West Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood swinging. Um, and... Uh, I, I happened to stumble upon 40,000 people who were protesting. Uh, this was the all black lives matter protest, um, in West Hollywood. Uh, my sort of stomping grounds. Cause, uh, cause, uh, one of the, uh, one of the EP accounts that I work in, uh, it's right there in the heart of West Hollywood. And it's, it's a great area, man. It's a great area. You always have a great time with my with my fellow LGBTQs. You know, I love them and they love me. And uh it, you know, it's always a great time and it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see it, man. You know, I was talking with my boy Thaddeus Shade last night about it and and um you know, I told him I was like 
I was like, dude, it was you. You could literally feel it, man. You feel it in the air. I've only felt something like that once in my life, once in my life. And it was when I went down. Uh, it was after Kobe had passed away and I went down to Staples Center. And when I was walking down there at Staples Center, it's like you felt the heartbreak. You felt the emotions in the air of Kobe gone. And, you know, you felt the heartache for Gianna. You literally could feel it. There was Laker Nation and we were all there together as one and we were hurting as one. And um, and so for for me to be able to feel what I felt on that day when I was, you know, when I went down to West Hollywood, I actually went down there by, you know, to go check out, um, uh, to go see my, you know, my my former account that I was down there. Um, but the place was all locked up and, uh, nobody was home. So I was like, all right, well, um, and then I got to see up close and personal this 40,000 person rally and march for love, peace, equality. It was beautiful. It was beautiful for me to be able to feel love like that. 40,000 people there, not one of them I was on a first name basis with. And it was beautiful, beautiful for me to be able to feel such love, such pride within there. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. And, um, you know, uh, next protest, next, next rally, next March, I'd be honored to, to, uh, to, to have a hand in and to, uh, to take my place in it. So, uh, I'm going to keep my ear to the ground and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see which is the next time and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully I will be able to, uh, you know, to take part in that one as well, man, because it, it like, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, you know, my boy Thaddeus Shade asked me, he was like, what made you like, kind of like, check it out? What made you do that? And, and what has made me want to have a role no matter how minuscule and how minor it is when it comes to marching and when it comes to doing this, this and that is because, you know, 50 years from now, I'm going to have my grown nieces and nephews, their kids, maybe their kids. And right now we're living in a time where the history books are being written every single day. Every single day, there's a new page written to the history books. And when it's all said and done, this may sound selfish, but it's like, I want to be able to tell my nieces and nephews that it's like, you know what? I marched for the Black Lives Matter. I walked in solidarity with my black brothers and sisters. I marched in solidarity to all black lives, you know, whether you're trans, gay, or whatever, I marched in solidarity with them. Because I truly believe that just the way that I would for them, they would for me. So we are all part of the same race at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, and that is the human race. It's the human race. I joke around with people, you know, and I sound really stupid when I say it, and I know I do, that's why I say it, because it's it's meant for a laugh. 
So when people make the stupidity and ask me, hey, Gus, what's your type? As in like who I date. And I'm like, I, I don't have a type. They're like, what do you mean you don't have a type? I'm like, no, I mean, if, if she's beautiful, she doesn't blow my friends and, you know, she, she can make me laugh and doesn't smoke crack, I'm all for it. Sign me up. Um, I, I joke around with people and I'm all like, you know, um, uh, there's no, uh, you know, there's no, um, there's no segregation on the Gus bus. All are welcome. <laughs> Everyone's welcome for a ride on the Gus bus. And so, um, because it, you know, it's true. Like I have love for everybody for all walks of life. All color, creeds, whatever. I don't care if you pray to Allah or I don't care if you pray to a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus Christ. I don't. As long as you're the best version of yourself and you don't smoke crack or have sex with my friends behind my back, then I'm all for it. I'm good. And as long as you're active, because I'm not trying to date Mama June here. I'm not. Sorry. That makes me an asshole, then hey, I'll wear it. But me and Mama June, no, we don't fit. So, you know, like, it's it's just that that's how I view things and that's how I go about it is that there's love everywhere. There's love everywhere and love will always outweigh the hate because we have strength in numbers. There's power in that. And that's also one of the things that I felt was the power. The show of force, 40,000 people marching for one thing, for one reason and one reason only, one reason, one reason only, Jesus Christ can't talk. And that's equality. For Black Lives Matter, all marching for the same thing. No agendas, no nothing. It was beautiful. It was beautiful and it was awesome and uh and um got to see the uh the show of force not literally but you know uh was up there with the um the just platoons of the LA County sheriffs and uh yeah that was uh that was a sight to see sight to see the the endless amount of LA County sheriffs just scattered about West Hollywood. You know, <laughs> I wanted to go up and ask one of them, Hey, what'd you think about cops being taken off the air, man? What do you guys think about that? After 33 years, cops has been around a longer, lot longer than I've been alive. How's that? Look, I got to admit, man, I, I you know, I got to admit it. I got to admit it, man. I'm going to miss cops. I'm going to miss cops, man. It was a it was a fun show, man. It was a fun show. I remember watching cops when I was a little kid, and I remember watching um I remember watching uh uh the episode where the guy comes out of the truck like naked. Like I remember I was like a little kid. I remember I'm like 7 years old and I'm watching cops and there's a high speed chase and the guy gets out of the car naked. I'm like, "Oh my god." I can see his wee-wee. Just remember, like, everybody always used to, like, you remember that you could just hear, like, the opening hook, the hook. 
and then you know, bam, straight into the bad boys theme. Oh man, that was that was good times. It was good times watching cops. I remember one time when they were in Mesa, Arizona. They were in my hometown, and I remember that that there was um that there was a uh, um they went to the house of some call and uh and there was a guy there that was a co-worker of my mom's my mom used to work at this at this uh at this uh place called Intesis and uh and I don't know if my mom knew the guy or not but the guy shows up to his house and you know like all the cops are there and everything and this guy's like what's going on man and the guy was wearing an Intesis shirt on <laughs> I was like look at that Look at that. The guy's got a shirt on. He works where my mom works. Cool. But, you know, I mean, it's, um, it was, it was fun, man. I remember this one time on Cops, um, this big lady, she was big, big lady. <laughs> she came at the cops with a knife. And the cops were not having it, man. The fucking cops grabbed her. They they slammed her on the ground and whatever. And this jackass lady that came at the cops with a knife and the cops just literally like take her down. Idiot ends up landing on the knife herself and stabs herself. And it's like they rolled her over and you just see the knife like sticking out of her. She's like, you guys stabbed me. Oh, my God. You guys stabbed me. I'm like, no, stupid, you stabbed yourself, idiot. A lot of good moments on cops, a lot of great cops, but things change. There's a new world out there. May uh, may cops rest in peace, man. Hey, 33 years, you guys had a hell of a run. A hell of a run, 33 years. Hope you guys... Uh, you know, there's enough. Like, they're not even showing reruns, I think. Yeah, I think I think they're not even showing reruns anymore. So Yeah, man. That like that was that was hard. Like like I don't know, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about all these these new programming things coming along? Like um Warner Brothers launched their streaming service, which Warner Brothers launches a streaming service called HBO Max. I don't get why it's called HBO Max, but apparently, yeah, that's... So Warner Brothers launched their streaming service, HBO Max, at the end of May. And one of Warner Brothers' most iconic films is uh, Gone with the Wind. And they... They... um. If you guys haven't seen Gone with the Wind, Gone with the Wind is set in like a Civil War setting and uh, they glorified uh, like plantation owners and they glorified uh, slave owning and things like that. And uh, they did such a great job that Hattie McDaniel, the black actress from Gone with the Wind, she won the Oscar for it. She was the first. Uh, she was the first African American to win an Oscar. But the fucked up part is, is that, and this happened out here. But the fucked up part is, is that when they came to the, 
when like when it came down to the Oscars, she wasn't even allowed to sit with her co-stars. Cause this happened in 1940. The film came out in 1939. So at the 1940 Academy Awards at the Ambassador Hotel, she was not allowed to sit with her castmates. Cause, cause at like at the time they were still kind of doing it like Golden Globe style, where it's like you sit at a round table and you're you know you're with the people of the film that you're nominated with. Um, they didn't do it how it is like now, how it's like stadium or like auditorium, uh, style seating. And she had to sit all the way in the back of the room. Even after she won, she wins the Academy Award for best supporting actress. And she wins it and they tell her, all right, I get back. Get back to your table. The producer of the film, the producer of Gone with the Wind, obviously white guy, had to beg the Academy and the hotel to let her come. Even though she was nominated, they still were like, no, she can't come in here. She cannot come in here. She cannot attend. She cannot do this. This guy had to beg them. God bless that dude's soul. And, you know, still... Still, this woman is an icon in, you know, Hollywood, and she was unable to do that, man, which is crazy, 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 crazy. So, you know, she set the bar. She was the first one to win it. Thank you, Hattie McDaniel, for winning, for for providing such a great performance. Anyways, what I was getting to was that, was that HBO Max... The Warner Brothers streaming service that's now available had they had gone with the wind on there. And they pulled it like a week after it had came out. They pulled it and then they were like, well, we can't have that because it glorifies slave life. It was this, this, and that. And then, you know, it like it kind of got like a split a mixed reaction from, from the black community. Like black community was like, no, that's Hattie McDaniel, the first black Oscar winner. We need to show, you know, we need to give her that, that stage. We need to give her that, that spotlight that she won the Oscar. She was the first one to win it. Then you got other ones that were screaming like, no man, that's slave life. I don't want to fucking see slaves on there. I don't care who won anything. So Warner brothers ends up putting the film back on its streaming service back on there. And, and, um, there's now a, uh, there's now a disclaimer that will play before the film. There's a disclaimer. I don't know what the disclaimer says, but there's a disclaimer that will pop up when you are, um, when you are done or when you are about to watch the film there's a disclaimer on there that states possibly like, you know, you're about to watch a film with, with slavery in it. I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, you know, kind of makes me wonder. I'm like, is that what they're going to start doing with Django? Cause if you guys ever seen Django Unchained, whoa, baby, that's some slavery stuff right there. 
I don't know if they'll put I mean, I'm pretty sure they will. They'll probably post something about how, you know, this is a, you know, intense topic or something like that. Um, I don't mind it. I don't mind. You know, I don't mind that, uh, you know, they're putting disclaimers on there, whatever. If people don't want to watch it, then don't watch it. People want to watch it, they're going to watch it. They'll find a way to watch it, trust me. The internet has every possible way for you to watch literally anything. So, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about cops being pulled off the air? And what do you think about, you know, things starting to have uh, disclaimers on it? What do you guys think? Let me know. Write to me. DM me. Let me know what you guys think about that. Because, you know, like the Confederate way of life is done in this country. It is done. Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only black driver, um, came out and was like, yo, Confederate flags got to go, baby. Confederate flags have got to go. And sure enough, NASCAR, baby, NASCAR, I salute you, my friends. I salute you because you know what? You guys stood up. You guys stood up. I never thought I'd live to see the day. And I'm not being funny or smart ass or wise ass when I say this. I never thought I'd live to see the day where NASCAR would ban the Confederate flags. And they did. And good freaking on you guys. I'm proud of you, NASCAR. Proud of you. I'm probably still not going to watch, but I'm proud of you. Um, of course, it was met with a ton of backlash. A ton of backlash. I do not know how the hell that can be met with backlash. The Confederacy was racism. The Confederacy wanted slavery. They wanted black people in chains. That was the Confederacy. And people are out there saying, you can't do that. How are you going to do that? That's offensive to me. Really, Billy Bob? That's offensive to you? Oh, my God, dude. I swear to God. I was watching Malcolm X the other night. Rewatching Malcolm X. I saw it a long time ago. And I, like, I, just, I just was there. And I'm like, you know what? I want to watch this film again. It's powerful film. How Denzel did not win the Oscar for that, I have no idea. It was fucking powerful. Love, love the film. It's so, I mean, the film's inspirational, man. It really is. As, as outlandish and as, oh my God, offensive things. Oh, why? Because Malcolm X was saying that blacks deserve freaking, um, you know, you know, um, rights as well. Equal rights wasn't even talking about superior rights he wanted equal rights it was it's just been something of where of where Malcolm X told it the way it is he told it the way it is he did not mince words not one bit even when President Kennedy was assassinated, he came out and he said the assassination of President Kennedy is when the roosters are when the chickens come home to roost. It's like when he said that, I was like, okay. I mean, he I mean, he told it the way it is. He said what was on his mind. He did not mince words. He did not mince words at all. 
you know, he wasn't here to, you know, to BS anybody. He really wasn't. Malcolm X told it. He said it the way that he felt it. Simple as that. And, you know, like, it was just crazy because, you know, Malcolm, when he was talking back in the 50s, literally, it's as if you, if you were to close your eyes and hear Malcolm X speaking, you could, you could have sworn you were hearing someone speaking at a rally taking place today. It was, it was frightening to have, to have heard that man. Now we've come all this way, come all this way as a technology, technologically advanced society, advances in medicine and everything and, you know, in sports and entertainment and all this and that. And yet here we are, here we are. Just incredible, incredible. But, you know, hey, we will, uh, we'll hopefully, hopefully be able to, you know, uh, figure out soon enough that with us not you know, letting up our foot on the gas that hopefully these changes will finally come, finally come. And, you know, I told my guy this as well. I was talking to my boy Thad last night, as I said earlier, and I told him, I was like, you know what? This may be a little crazy to say, but when Trump got elected, when Trump got elected, everybody was like, how the fuck can this happen? Like everybody was pissed. Everybody was up in arms. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just take a step back here. There has to be a reason for this. There has to be a reason why this is happening. And I firmly believe that we've finally been given our answer to this. Is for the fact that if President Trump wasn't the president then I do not think that the uprising that is taking place right now would be as powerful as it is right now. I honestly don't. I don't. The level of strength in numbers, the force of power that we are showing against his administration right now is... Something that I honestly don't believe would be there if Clinton was in office. I honestly don't. So to me right now, the show in force that we, as the ones that are chanting Black Lives Matter, and we are the ones that we want equality, and we want peace and love, we are the ones, right now, I have been shown my answer as to why President Trump was elected. This is why he was elected was because this was finally, he was going to be the catalyst to finally getting the, the, the necessary strength and lighting that fire in our asses to get us up and get us moving. And he did it. So at the end of the day, I say thank you, President Trump, but I also say fuck you.
So, yeah. Anyways, getting back to Confederacy-loving people. Uh, uh, when NASCAR banned that, when NASCAR banned the Confederate flags, um, zero career-winning NASCAR truck driver, Ray Roy, who gives a fuck, Sicarelli, uh, quit. He immediately announced that he would not be returning to NASCAR over the removal of the Confederate flag. <laughs> Which, uh, well, we we all would start off by saying who? And then once we found out who, we'd be like, and zero wins. Okay. To that, we also say, um, who cares? Right? Who cares? Bye. Fuck out of here, dude. You don't want to be here because he took down a Confederate flag? Then bye. Zero wins having motherfucker. But yeah, so this dude fucking grabbed his truck keys and... <laughs> bye. Peace. Like, people just don't get it, man. They just don't fucking get it. Jackasses. All of them. Which, you know what, man? I saw a lot of that shit back in Mesa, man. Back in the day, man. There were guys that would go to school. There were guys that would go to school and they would hang the Confederate flag in the back of their pickup trucks. And they'd let it fly, baby. They would let it fly. And I'm like, wow. All right. Which I was always kind of, you know, like... I'm like, wait. How is that? How is that? possible how is that this how is that that apparently not man like how are they what's funny though is that is that all these people these nazis and you know these confederate loving people i'm like you guys like rooting for losers don't you nazis lost the war the confederacy lost the war it's like I don't know, maybe, may, like, maybe it's only me and I just grew up, you know, loving a winner, except for my Dodgers. But I'm just like, yeah, why do people prefer to root for a loser? I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, you know, talk to my friends that are Suns fans and Cardinal fans. I'll have to have a conversation with that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's always puzzled me. I'm like, you guys really support, you know the Nazi way of life and all that. I'm like, ask Hitler how that went. We'll see what kind of answer you get. All right. Move on to, move on to something, something that, you know, is going to make, well, it made me laugh when I heard it, but <laughs> so a few weeks ago, there was a boxer, a boxer, baby. Uh, female Olympian Jenny. Uh, I I'm 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 I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. Uh, Jenny Fuchs. Fuchs. Um, it looks like Fox, but I don't think her last name is Fox. But this is funny if it is the last name Fox. So, Jenny Fuchs. Uh, was suspended. 
by the USADA, which is the United States of America Drug Administration, because she's a gold medal, or she's a gold medal. She is a, she's an Olympian boxer. And she was, uh, she took a, she took a test, drug test, you know, that all Olympic athletes have to, and, um, Olympic style, uh, drug testing is random. So if I was an Olympian, they could show up right now and, you know, test my piss and then that's it. It's all said and done. So Jenny goes off and gets herself suspended because she tested for an illegal banned substance. Jenny tried to use the excuse that most men did. And she goes and she says that she tested positive because she contracted this banned substance through, wait for it, getting it on with her boyfriend. This is correct. (laughs) According to Jenny Fuchs, she learned of the positive doping test that she took back in March. She says that she got it during sex and after the USDA, the USADA launched an investigation after she claimed it all was because she was having sex with her boyfriend without protection. So first mistake, kids. First mistake. No glove, no love. After they, they did the investigation and they probed into the incident, it revealed that the 32-year-old boxer was not lying and that the USADA officials say her positive test did in fact come through intercourse. Of course, the one girl that says that I got it through having sex is like, oh no, she's telling the truth. A guy says it, it's like, ah, shut the fuck up. So, uh, the USADA determined that Fuchs and her male partner, or that her, that her male partner, that Fuchs's boyfriend, was using a therapeutic dose of letrozole. And um, and another banned substance of GW1516 and low amounts of letrozole metabolite. So this guy was on three things. This guy was on three things. And I don't know if this secreted through him some way, somehow. I don't know if he gave her a money shot. Who knows? But... Uh, it picked up the GW1516 metabolites in the sample that she gave to the USADA. And it, uh, it, you know, tested positive. So now uh, they have gone back and said that, oh, no, you know, she is, she's okay. So Fuchs will now face no more penalty. She's immediately off suspension. And um, she's going to be training. She was supposed to be training in this year's Olympics. But since they got postponed due to coronavirus, they will be, she will be fighting in next year's Olympics. Um, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, no, 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 no way, dude. No way. I don't know, man. Look. I'm not that type of a negative person, but I'm like, look, dude, she tested positive for only one thing when this guy was taking three things. Hmm. 
Sounds to me like she was taking one thing and made her boyfriend take that one thing while he was already taking those other two things. It's like, hey, look, take that. So you're going to test positive for that. And then it's going to come up in mine. And then I'm going to test positive, obviously, because I'm taking a steroid. So I'm going to say that I got it by having sex with you. They're going to test you. You'll test positive for it. And then I'm going to be made out in the clear. Hmm. I should have been a freaking detective. Look at that. I just broke that case right there. Give me the next one. I'll find out who really shot JFK. But yeah, come on now, dude. That's like, like when I read that story, I'm like, nah, I don't know, man. What, this guy's body only secreted one, one steroid out of the three that he was taking? Yeah, no, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Sorry, pal. Not me, homeboy. Not me. You also know what I don't buy. And this is going to be a little, you know, this may be something. This may be, you know, controversial. However, however, I don't buy that SpongeBob is gay. I'm sorry, I don't. So you guys didn't hear this. Nickelodeon came out and announced that SpongeBob SquarePants is gay. That SpongeBob is gay. Look, I'm not sitting here saying that it's like, oh, what, Gus, what's wrong with him being gay? Nothing wrong with SpongeBob SquarePants being gay. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. If SpongeBob is finally out of the closet in the pineapple house, then hey, I'm all for it. However, this is where I'm kind of like, wait a minute, what? So I hear that SpongeBob is gay. And I'm like, hey, that's all good. It's all good. I'm happy for him. Happy for him. But... The part that I'm like, kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, dude. Back in the early 2000s, the show's creator, Steven, I think his name was Hildebrand or something like that. He was the show's creator. He created SpongeBob. Steven, unfortunately, passed away a few years ago. In the early 2000s, Steven was doing like, you know, like a... um, uh, he was leading a, uh, oh, what the hell is it called? He was leading a, uh, you guys know what it's called when you sit at a table, like at Comic-Con and a panel. There you go. Sorry. He was leading a panel of people related to the show and, and Nickelodeon executives and everything like that. Cause SpongeBob is, was, and still is one of the biggest cartoons in the history of television. So um, somebody asked him, somebody asked him in the early 2000s, they said, is SpongeBob gay? And he flat out looked at the reporter and said, no, he is not. SpongeBob is not gay. If SpongeBob was gay, I would have made him gay. He's not gay. 
And that was it. Nobody touched it again. And a few years later, fast forward to June of 2020. Now that Steven's no longer here to have a say in anything, SpongeBob is gay. And I'm just kind of like, yo, I want to believe it. I do. I want to be able to be happy for the little sponge and his starfish friend who, if they're dating, I kind of get it now. But, but I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like that doesn't, you know, like I'm just kind of like, "Mm, I don't know. I, it's like, how was he not gay for all these years? And now all of a sudden he's, you know, yeah, he's gay. It's like if the creator, if it comes out that the creator left it in his will, like, hey, you know what? You know, it's okay if, if, if he comes out, blah, blah, blah. Then I'd be like, okay, that's cool. That's cool then, you know, but, you know, it's kind of hard for me to sit there and be like, oh, okay, when the show was created, the guy that created SpongeBob out of thin air is saying that, no, he wasn't gay. And now that the guy's not here to, to like, you know, give his rebuttal to that, you know, I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. And like I said, I don't care that he is. I just find it a little odd that, you know, that now all of a sudden he is and the creator cannot be here to... to um, to give his two cents on that, so, but, you know, hey, congratulations to Spongebob for, you know, finally coming out, and I hope he is now happy living as the free man that he wants to be, so, there's that, and all that, um, by the way, um, I got, I got a, uh, a couple questions, well, no, not, like, not a question, so, like, somebody hit me up and was like, dude, your title for your last episode was a little misleading. And I was all, <laughs> I was like, how? And they're like, I read nine unforgettable days. I thought you were about to tell us about you were like locked in a room with a woman for nine days and just led you on an amazing path. And I'm like, oh no, that was nine days of Chris Dorner killing people. Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> I'll try to, uh, I'll try to n- more appropriately name my episodes. I thought I was doing that. I really thought I was, but, but then I'm like nine unforgettable days. Yeah, no, it sounds like we're about to embark on a great romantic drama. Um, but, um, you know, no, unfortunately it was, uh, uh the death of a lot of people. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, uh, no more, no more. That will not happen anymore. No more confusion of 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 titles and names and everything like that it will not come to that i promise you i i make that vow that i will not do that so um so yeah we are uh, we we're we're going to keep it we we're, we're going to keep the titles kind of you know a, not bland you know i'm going to get creative with them and stuff like that but it'll give you kind of a little bit more of a heads up like i don't think that nine unforgettable days is now a good title for it um Maybe, maybe could have been, you know, um, cop killer on the loose. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I got to get back into my creative writing ways. That's right. That's right. Cause your boy did take screenwriting courses when he was in college. Yes, I did. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I did. 
I should have saved all my money and just moved out to Los Angeles and became the greatest voiceover artist the town ever heard. But I'm not, so I won't. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm getting really hyped up for this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Why do you ask? Um, I don't know. There's not really a reason why. I mean, like, I think I'm going to do some stuff that, you know, that I, that I would like to do. Um, you know, I, uh, I am, you know, if movie theaters open, I may go watch a movie. I don't know. And for those of you saying, no, Gus, don't do it. Then Venmo me a couple bucks. I'll rent something on in demand. All right. I'll rent something on Amazon. Uh, you know, uh, the King of Staten Island, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, I saw The Five Bloods, man. Spike Lee's latest film. Amazing. Loved it. The Five Bloods. Watch it. Enjoy it. Um, Also saw my favorite um, adult-themed cartoon, F is for Family, on Netflix. My man Bill Burr providing the iconic voice of Frank Murphy. I love it. Hysterical stuff. Um, Yeah, so... Um, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. I do not know. Uh, I'm going to, uh, wake up early morning, Friday morning. I'm going to try to beat everybody's phone calls and text messages and have my fat ass run up Mount Hollywood and, uh, see the sunrise while I'm at the top of Mount Hollywood. And, uh, I'm going to try and do that. And then, uh, who knows what, when, where, why, how I'm going to spend the rest of my day. And, uh, yeah, so we will, uh, we shall see. I'm going to be posting a video from the top of Mount Hollywood as I do every year, except for that one year when I was in Costa Rica. Um, yeah, so I will be doing that. And you know what? I have to, I have to survive a few more days. And, uh, on June 19th, it will be, a. it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a really great day. Um, this year just flew by on me, man. 31, I blinked. I blinked. 31, I think, has to be the fastest year of my life. Sounds stupid. It really does. But hey, I wasted March, April, May. Going on four months now, I've wasted because of this fucking pandemic. You know, haven't done anything. So um, I may get a workout in other than the running. So, um, hopefully gyms are open. I've yet to go. I'm kind of nervous, kind of nervous to go back to the gym. Uh, I'm going to wait and see if anybody catches malaria or Ebola in there. Ebola. Ebola. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, just waiting to see first few people from what I'm hearing, the gyms are empty. So I'm like, kind of like, Hey, maybe I can, you know, get like finally get into a gym and just, you know, go crazy with what I want and lift weights the way that I want to without some idiot in there trying to, you know, divert my attention. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a fun, fun weekend, man. I don't know what I'm going to be getting myself into, but if anyone's going to know, baby, it's going to be you guys. It's going to be you guys hearing all the good stuff. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to a Dodger game the way I did last year and in the years past because the Dodgers are usually here on my birthday and we get to, you know, I usually end my day with uh, going to a Dodger game. So, you know, there's that. But uh, it's not happening this year. 
So who knows what the hell is going to happen? Who knows what the hell is going to happen? It's going to be a day of excitement. It's going to be uh, a day that who knows what? Who's going to show up? Who's going to call? Who's not going to call? Who's going to text? Ooh, the excitement. What am I going to get tagged in? Oh, no. But yeah, so um, I'm excited. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, So when saying that, your Tuesday edition of the May I Have a Word podcast has come to an end. I do appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, If you guys haven't heard of it or if you guys have friends that haven't heard of it, go tell them to subscribe anywhere. iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, anywhere, everywhere you find me, you find the voice. That is right. Um, Hey, thank you very much for taking this ride on with me, guys. Now that everything's back open, the guests will be coming in. Just stick around. Got some people you're going to want to hear from. All right, guys, and if you guys have any uh, requests, let me know. For those of you that give me some outlandish requests like President Obama, I'll see what I can do. All right, you guys take care. I love you guys. Have a great week. Wash your hands. I love you. I will see you all Friday, June 19th.